Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's call. I'm Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas or Happy Festivus or whatever you choose to celebrate. Uh, I hope this is going to be another great week for you. I hope you're going to see all your friends and family that you want to see and celebrate with the traditions that you love to celebrate with. I got my Christmas gift a little early this year. I discovered it when I was at uh, the vet's. I was there with old Bally the dog, a little checkup for his ears, and I was given a summary of uh, the bill with his birthday on it, and I did the calculation, and I realized that he's only turning five years old this year, not six years old, so I've been given another year of Bally the dog, and I'm very happy about that, and I don't need much more, and so that's going to help me celebrate 2011 and the kickoff to that, and for you, I hope that we can kick off 2011 nice and strong with you being a part of the 10th Turbulence Training Transformation Contest. So we're going to start that on December 26th, otherwise known as Boxing Day here in Canada, and that's the Sunday, the day after Christmas. You can get started, and the last day you have to enter is Saturday, January 15th, and it's a 12, there's a 12-week contest and a 6-week contest, and we really hope to have you in it. We just finished up our ninth contest, very powerful transformations. We had Two guys beat the record. One guy hit 36 pounds. I was Terry, and one person hit 55 pounds. I was Victor. Very proud of these guys and all the women as well. There's four categories, men over 40, women over 40, men under 40, and women under 40. And you can find out all about this at transformationcontest.com forward slash rules. So just check that out. Now let's get into this week's Terminal Training Workout Tips and Transformation Tips. We are going to start with... Monday, December 20th, in our transformation tip of the week, which is a quote from me who said, (laughs) no matter how busy we are and no matter how difficult it is, somewhere out there is someone who has it worse and they've made it work. So if they can do it, then we can find a way to do it too, no matter what it is. And that really just goes to show us and inspire us that, you know, even though we're having bad days or we might have have had a bad year or things might be very difficult for us, there's still someone out there in worse circumstances than us who is getting results. And so we must take inspiration from them, whether they're in poverty or whether they're in fear for their lives every day. They are still going out and taking action, and we need to do that too. And a quote from Lance Armstrong adds to that. He says, pain is temporary. It may last a minute or an hour or a day or a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it lasts forever. Lance knew adversity, and he overcame it, and so we take some inspiration from him there as well. Now let's move into our ab workout tip of the week, and I'm going to show you how to instantly improve your ab workouts by 40%, make them 40% safer and better. Now to do that, we're going to go to one of the world's leading experts on back pain. His name is Dr. Stuart McGill, and I drove up in my 1997 Maxima. I drove up there in 2004, and yes, I still have the old 97 Maxima. It's 13 years old now almost 300,000 kilometers on it. And I drove from Toronto to Waterloo to buy this guy, Dr. Stuart Miguel, a hamburger in Waterloo, and ask him about the best ab training methods. So Dr. McGill showed me a few unique exercises, and he told me a cool story about how he was helping an NBA player rehabilitate his back with ab training. And what he was doing with this player was uh, fatiguing him with interval training and then having him do abdominal stabilization exercises because the problem with this athlete was he was getting fatigued during games and slouching forward and his low back was resulting, uh, causing pain with that rounded back posture. And so they needed him to, to teach him to stay upright 
during fatigue. So they would have him get very high breathing from the interval training and then do uh, planks and side planks, and he would have to maintain his posture against that heavy breathing, and it helped him reduce his back pain. And so over the course of the of the time I spent with Dr. McGill, he showed me not to do sit-ups or crunches, and he has a great book called Low Back uh, Fitness and Performance or Health and Performance, and it's highly recommended. I mean, it's sorry, it's Ultimate Back Fitness and Performance, and I recommend every trainer must read that book, and great information in there. And he, he showed me why not to do crunches or sit-ups, because you want to avoid any exercise where your spine is flexed forward. And so... Even on one website, he said, when the spine is fully flexed, we've measured the spine loses up to 40% of its ability to bear compressive loads. In other words, the spine is strongest when in a neutral position, not when you're rounding your back. So there you go. Remove crunches and sit-ups, and and your ab workouts will instantly be 40% better off. And what McGill is saying is that we need to avoid those exercises and focus on total body ab exercises where we brace our abs in a neutral position. And he also said that too many bad backs are created by misinformed people thinking they need to train the rectus, the the six-pack abs, with repeated full flexion exercises. There are much better and safer ways to do this. And if you're looking for a resource, I highly recommend my friend Alan Cosgrove's book. Uh, He did this with Lou Schuler, and it's coming out on December 30th called The New Rules of Lifting for Your Abs. It's the third in that series of The New Rules of Lifting. And I highly recommend it. It shows plenty of core exercises, torso exercises. I stole a few of them and will use them in TT 2011 programs. And you can get that book on Amazon. Now let's go into this week's research review. And this one is called The Comparison of Trunk Muscle Activation, the Ab Circle versus Traditional Modalities. And so Canadian-American researchers, they studied muscle activation of the abs during three torso exercises and during three levels of the ab circle device, which is a piece of equipment you can buy uh, through infomercials. So they had 12 subjects, six men and six women, and they went through six different conditions. So there was three exercises. There was the side plank, the abdominal crunch, the bird dog exercise, and then ab circle level one, ab circle level two, and ab circle level three. And all 12 subjects went through all six exercises. And what they found was for the rectus abdominis, which is their main six-pack ab muscle, uh, the abdominal crunch elicited significantly greater muscle activity than the ab circle pro or ab circle level one, and the side bridge actually elicited significantly greater abdominal activation when compared to the ab circle level one and level two. So very surprising that the side plank was probably the most powerful exercise used, and for the external oblique, the side plank was also significantly uh, effective. And so basically the results of the study indicate that for the ab musculature, using three traditional trunk exercises, and specifically the side plank, are just as good, perhaps even better, than using the ab circle exercise equipment. So there you go, simple side plank, the one that keeps our spine in a neutral position, the one where we brace our abs, very effective for working our abs. Okay, Into Wednesday's workout tip. Now, I've talked a lot and given you a lot of science here. I'm going to change it up and be a little bit uh, humorous here with our workout tip for Wednesday. And it's really about proper gym etiquette because there's this guy in the gym, and I actually call him Orgasm Guy because of the sounds he makes. He's quite annoying when you're going in there and training. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with making a bit of noise when you're 
working out very intensely. But he's making a very loud noise with every single repetition of his workout, from curls to uh, side raises and even these reverse crunches. Every single rep from 1 to 15 had a very loud, loud noise going with it, and it was very awkward. And so, you know, the bottom line here is don't be that guy or don't be that girl because women can be just as bad. You know, the bottom line is to train hard, but train quietly. All right, into Thursday, personal trainer Thursday. We're going to talk about the warm-up here. We want to focus on a proper warm-up for training with our clients. You know, just this morning I was training and a guy came in and he jogged for five minutes and then he went and did overhead press. But jogging does not prepare you for overhead press, so he's been given bad advice through a magazine or just, you know, hand-me-down information from his friends. It's not the way to train. You need to start with a general body weight mobility warm-up with your clients. And when you're doing these exercises and doing any exercise, you should be cueing them, whether you're touching their muscles or they're touching their muscles, so that they know what muscles are working. So you need to communicate with them. For example, they can touch their muscles when they're doing a one-leg hip extension lying on the ground. That's a great beginner exercise and working with clients who have never been to the gym before. They always are asking, what muscle is this exercise supposed to work? Because they don't have the activation properly. But research shows that if you touch a muscle, whether they touch it or you touch it, it significantly increases activation. So when they're doing a one-leg hip extension, they can be touching their glute, and that's the muscle group that's working. Similarly, with proper communication, you can say, when they're doing seated rows, you can say, okay, I'm going to touch the muscles here in your back, the rhomboids and the lats. These are the muscles that should be working in this exercise, and that will help them. So we want to do our mobility. We want to do the communication. We want to teach them and show them what muscles are working. So, for example, a mobility bodyweight warm-up that we would do, we'll talk about specific sets next time, but a general bodyweight warm-up would be something like bodyweight squat, jumping jack, stick-up, close grip push-up, prisoner forward lunge, and then maybe a uh, sorry a Spider-Man climber, mountain climber, and then that would be a nice circuit to go through, much better than doing five minutes on the treadmill. All right, next up we're going to go to Facebook Friday and talk about a question that comes in a lot about triathlons. And I know a lot of people are looking to do a triathlon in 2011. That's going to be their New Year's resolution. So a question came in from somebody who said he was loving the workouts, the intervals, the diet. He'd never been able to stick to anything so well. But now he's obsessed with doing an off-road triathlon, three-quarter mile swim, 12-mile bike, and five-mile run. It's five months away, and he wants to know, how do you suggest I prepare for this? Lengthen my intervals, run or ride on off days, do cardio. What should I do? And so, you know, first of all, I congratulated him. And then I said, you know, you need to do more endurance training. You need to uh, move away a little bit from the turbulence training style training if you really want to do well in a triathlon. Now, it's the high-intensity training will help you quite a bit, but... First of all, you need to get a little bit more uh, aerobic training, but most importantly is you need to focus on technique. So the most important thing you need to do is get a swim coach, and then the second most important thing you need to do is practice your transitions. So you need to practice what it feels like to go from a long bike into a run, because that's where a lot of people have problems. They get off a a bike, and their legs are all weird, and then they go and try and run, and it really slows them down. So they should practice that. They should get coaching and a specific triathlon program. And then in terms of combining triathlon training and turbulence training, 
if you're serious about doing well in the triathlon, you're going to focus on the triathlon training. Your strength training should be limited just to one or two workouts per week, total body, one set per exercise so that you don't have excessive muscle soreness. You don't need to be the world's strongest man to do a triathlon. So that's it. Now into Social Support Saturday, I've got a couple quotes here that I want to share with you on confidence and getting started. First one is something that I wrote on my Facebook page, and I said, Build confidence and destroy your fears by taking action. Have the courage to face your faults and then look at correcting your faults as being another way to make you successful. And then a quote from Mark Twain who said, The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks and then starting on that first one. So seriously, just getting started is so powerful. And then a quote on confidence from an author named Larry Wingett, who's a funny guy, and he said, be confident. There is no one who is not attracted to confidence. Women dig it. Men love it. Confidence adds hair, drops 10 pounds, and takes off 10 years. And, you know, he's, he's fairly well uh, correct there. And that quote I posted on my Facebook page, and it got most, the most feedback out of almost any quote I've ever posted on that page before. So clearly people agree with him. And then finally, into Sunday, our plan, shop, and prepare day. This is going to be very important for you when you do the transformation contest, so you know, make sure that you plan your nutrition. And we're going to get some advice here from a guy named Alan Aragon from the Men's Health 2010 December issue, and he shows us how to calculate how many calories we should consume when we're trying to lose weight. So first, what we need to do is find out how many hours we're exercising per week. So let's say you do three turbulence training workouts plus you're extra active on Saturday, so you're going to do four hours of exercise. So you take that number of uh, weekly exercise hours and you add it to 10. So you're going to have 14 as that number. And then you're going to multiply that by your target body weight. So let's say you're 200 pounds now and you want to get to 180. So your target is 180. You're going to multiply that by 14, and that's going to give you 2,250 calories. And on days you miss a workout, he recommends cutting your calorie intake by about 300 to 500 calories. In addition to that information from Alan Aragon, there was also some good information in the Men's Health magazine about avoiding some calories. A couple of big tips here. First of all, large containers unleash large appetites. That's a a quote that they gave, and they quoted some research from a guy named Brian Wansink, who we've talked about a couple times here in the Turbulence Training Podcast. He had a lot of information published in a book called 59 Seconds, and he's also written a book called Mindless Eating, I believe, And basically, if you take a large plate up to a buffet, you're going to take more food and you're going to eat more food. If you take a small plate up, you're going to take less food and eat less food. That's the bottom line. So, you know, for Christmas Day, enjoy your your meals, but then in the meals after that, make sure to monitor, monitor your portions by taking smaller plates and smaller bowls and all that type of stuff. And a study from Yale found that you'll eat fewer calories if you if you go to a restaurant where the menu provides you with calorie counts. So I know that's kind of difficult. You're not going to find a whole bunch of places with that, but perhaps more in the future we will see that. And I also encourage you to get the magazine, Men's Health, December 2010. They have a really good report in there called How a Fat Nation Can Slim Down. So lots more tips in there, and I don't want to give away everything from the magazine. But that's it for the call here. Again, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and I want to wish you a powerful Transformation Contest. I really hope to see you in the contest. Go to transformationcontest.com to find out more about it. And next week, we'll be back with training tips on training to failure and 10-minute training ideas, plus a research review of resistance training, cholesterol, and diabetes. 
and your morning nutrition ritual for 2011 that's really going to help you get results next year. You're going to be very interested to find out the three or four things you should do first thing in the morning, according to my friend Tim Ferriss, if you want to lose fat. And you can apply those to your transformation and get maximum results. So again, Merry Christmas to everyone, and I will talk to you next week. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com, wishing you another seven days of fat burning. Bye-bye, everyone.